This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Texas Rangers. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined in the studio by Evan Grant, who is disgruntled, to say the least. Isn't that right? Isn't that right, Brian? Isn't that how you you would uh, characterize it? We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I said something to him right before we started. And immediately, he took offense. Hi, Evan. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> so, Evan, I'm going to bring up something that I just brought up with you, and it's the fact that John Daniels uh, has said that uh, if, the, if the Astros win it all, then they'd have to be considered one of the greatest teams of all time, being the argument for it anyway. Uh, when he says something like that, uh, which I, I'm not saying that that's not accurate, but when he says something like that, it makes me want to think that here we go. Here's here's a reason why you know maybe we don't want to you know speed up this process any. What what's the use? The Astros are great, uh, and and we don't need to to try to do too much here to to we don't need to to go. All, I, as I said before. Going all in for me is not going in and spending, you know, a bunch of money uh, foolishly, but it doesn't mean you, you can't be uh, proactive and try to do something to show that you're serious about this. Um, <clears throat> I completely agree that they've got to they've got to incrementally improve, and I think that's that is their uh, their goal going into the into free agency. Um, I just don't think that – I think it would be a fool's errand uh, to try and, and and even give eyewash to the idea that you're going to, in the course of one offseason, uh, even the playing field with this team. Um, that's just not going to happen. Well, you, you may never even the playing field with the Astros. <clears throat> I think over time you can, but you, you can, but you may not. I you mean, may not. This, but this, this is an organization that has done a fantastic job uh, building this team, not only through the draft, but through uh, free agency and trades. They have added really nice pieces. And when the guys have come over, the pitchers in particular, they've made them better. Um, everything they do has the Midas touch. Uh, so, uh, I, I'm I'm I don't know that the the uh, the Rangers will that they they could even the playing field, but I, I don't know that they will. So what that says to me is that um, yeah, you do make uh, you you do go forward in thinking that you know what we're going to try to make the postseason. Our goal is to be the wild card. Uh, our goal is that we we want to get in. We just want to get into the postseason and see where the chips fall. Then I think I, I mean I think you're. Your um, 
your goal going into this offseason is to make yourself a postseason contender. Um, Do you think the Rangers can be a postseason contender? Yes, I think they can be a postseason contender. I think it's probably going to take uh, more than the what I'm hearing is thirty million or so that they'll have to spend. I think it's gonna it's gonna take convincing ownership to probably increase that by a good ten million or so, and um, uh, that's the start. Yeah. yeah. Um, and but but the the bigger issue then is. You get to the middle of this. You, you, everybody makes moves now to try and get better, unless you're unless you're tanking. But right. then, what do you? How do you approach things in the middle of the season? Are you willing then to pluck off pieces from what you hope at that point in time is starting to become a productive farm system, um, in order to pursue guys who may help you for for a one game wild card and the only way i'm willing to do that is if i'm getting guys who are controllable for multiple years at that point it's still the kind of approach that i'd be looking at as i did in two i think i think in 2015 the rangers had the right approach when they went out and got hamels they were mm-hmm. we, we could, we're in this race to somewhat on the fringes we can get better now and for the future 2016 when they traded for some guys um especially the Carlos Beltran trade uh, where they were trading for guys who were at the end of their careers um, and they were in a different position. They were leading the division. They were handily leading the division. They were, they looked like they were going to have home field in the American league playoffs. uh, And so they had a different approach, but I, I think this team's goal going into this off season is to make itself better uh, with some external moves has to make, but none of that's going to matter if they don't make themselves better internally um, with some improvement. And then you you see where the chips are in in July, what your farm system is starting to produce, how good you feel about your farm system's players then, how close guys like Young and, and Wenzel uh, and Sam Huff are at that point in time. Um, uh, and you, you know... Th- there's a lot of things that could happen with the Astros between now and then, too. Um, all it takes is Justin Verlander or, or Zach Greinke. If, if they lose Hamill, if they lose Hamill, if they lose Cole. Um, it's one of those Coles. One of the Coles. If they lose if they lose Garrett Cole and then all of a sudden uh, Justin Verlander or Zach Greinke, both, one of them starts to look like an aging pitcher. I don't, I don't know if Justin Verlander looks like an aging pitcher. Right now he doesn't. I mean, but that's just unbelievable. It, it is, and 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 just to to John's point here, let, let me just say this: the the Astros right now have won a total of a hundred and eleven games. Okay, if they win the World Series, that's seven more wins. Yeah, they will finish with a hundred and eighteen wins, mm-hmm. which would tie them with the nineteen oh six Cubs for the fourth most wins all time. That's a so, lot. So, I mean, I think factually, yeah, you would have to say that they... Of course, back then they were only playing 154 games. That's true. But the other teams that are above them are the Yankees in 98 um, with 125. The Mariners, who surprisingly did not make the World Series in 2001, and the Boston Red Sox last year when they won 119. So, mm-hmm. um, and the Cubs obviously were before, were before the Billy Goat. Yes. So... So, so the, the the point is in this, I guess I have a. My, I think the point. My point here is, look, the Astros in my mind. I've said this 
to people, they're the best team I've seen in 20 years. With the with my inference being the '98 Yankees, because I thought the '98 Yankees were one of the all time great great teams. Your implication, not your inference. I'm inferring. You're implying. I'm explicitly saying it that <laughs> the best team that I saw in the last 20 years is this Astros team because I really don't see any noticeable weaknesses except for the possibility that I I, I think you might say that other clubs, the Yankees, I think have a in my mind, a stronger bullpen. Um, mm. uh, the Nationals, the way they are set up right now in the postseason, if Scherzer and, and Strasburg and, and Sanchez are going to give them seven innings every time out, it makes their what they need to use out of their bullpen um, pretty effective. Uh, but this is a really, really good team at every position on the field and in every way possible. Yeah. But as we and saw, I, but I think your to your point did I get is to say anything. Well, I think to your point is if the if the Rangers don't set the bar high, if they manage expectations to some extent, then there's this stuff about how many wins the Astros have and where they rank all time. Then all of a sudden it becomes: Are they building in excuses for why they they won't be big players? And mm-hmm. there's no excuses. This team has to get better, and I think they know that. And and, and here's the thing: I, I think. Uh, you know, it was easy to dis- dismiss the Rangers. It's easy to dismiss the Rangers because of the Astros. Uh, that's an unfair comparison to make here. I, I mean, you can you can argue that, well, you know, uh, uh, as we know, the Astros came out of the, those bottom-dwelling years where they were able to, to, you know, take advantage of the draft and, and get players like Alex Bregman and Carlos Correa, you know, and uh, so those are – those were really key pieces to get out of those kind of things. No, no question about that. And they've done a, a terrific job since then as well. But the point is, is that when a team is one of the all-time greats, you, you, you know, you, you measure your team against that one, or at least fans do. And you say, oh, it's, it's useless. What, what are we going to do? We, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't beat that. Well, the only way for the Red, the, the last time that you had one of the all-time greats was the Yankees, right? Yeah, sure. And the only way for the Red Sox to step up with them was to be willing to go toe to toe financially. Um, I don't think the Astros are going to go, you know, two hundred and fifty million dollars in payroll. I don't think they will either. Um, but I think that the Rangers have got to be willing, uh, in some regards, to to match them, uh, exceed them in payroll, and. Uh, that's 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 something that they're going to have to um, uh, seriously consider. So here's because, what I uh, because the other thing, Kevin. Hey Brian, I'm still not getting to say anything. You just said something. You just posed a question. I, I went. Hua. But Hua. The, the other thing is, let, let's just be honest here. That to make the are playoffs, we not? Let me ask you this: Are we dishonest sometimes on you this are. on this You're podcast? Very dishonest. <laughs> Go ahead. It was to make the playoffs this year. It was necessary to win 96 games. Yeah, year, that's a lot right? of games. That, was a lot that, of games. That, that would still be an 18 win improvement over this past season when they had an 11 game improvement. Yes. So uh, I don't know if the American League is going to be quite as as polarized as it was this past year. Mm-hmm. With there were one, two, three. There were three teams in the American League that either did not win 90 games. Or did not lose ninety games. The uh-huh. Rangers being one of them, they were stuck in a very right in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. It, but here's my point about the Rangers. Um, oh, so now you're finally getting to your point. Well, now that you're going to let me say something. Okay, please, by all means, go ahead. I don't think the Rangers were that bad. 
I think that uh, considering how many games they won, 78 games, which is, by the way, exactly what I predicted they would win. No, you did not, because I went back and I looked at the <laughs> Dallas Morning News predictions. You predicted 76. That is not correct. I said 78. No. Did I really say 76? Yes. I've been taking credit for this all along, and I yes. said 78. Which makes 76? me now question even more things that you say you wrote. <laughs> Listen, you, you cannot question my honesty. You can question my memory. Uh, but anyway, okay. Didn't you write? Did, yeah, as I was the first to say, Dewey had a great election oh, in '48. Stop it. Here's the deal: this team, considering what Lillard got on offense, won 76 games or 78 games. I said 76. They won 78, and uh, uh, I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, considering that, I, I, I have, uh, and and I and I think clearly this team needs a third baseman. It needs a first baseman. It needs another starter. Probably needs two more starters, but it certainly needs one more veteran starter. Again, it depends on what you're talking about. Well, it depends on what you get, absolutely. But I'm just saying, let, let's say you let's say you get a Josh Donaldson to play third third base. Let's say you get Dallas Keuchel for your rotation. And then let's say you, you traded for a first baseman. As I suggested, a Dominic Smith, somebody like that from, uh, from mm-hmm. the Mets, who's mm-hmm. sitting behind Pete Alonso. Um now that, that, that obviously, you know, it, in any winning team, everybody has to perform. You know, everybody has to have a good season. That's what you want. But to me, it's reasonable to think that uh, that if Joey Gallo comes back healthy, that he'll be fine. And he was playing. He was an All Star last year. That, that we saw from Willie Calhoun, uh, real inroads made last year. And this is not a guy uh, that we, we really doubted his hitting prowess anyway. He's a hitter. Uh, we, we thought all along that Willie was going to hit and, uh, and he looks like he's going to do that. Danny Santana would have to have another year like he had this year. Can he do that? I don't know. Uh, but I'm certainly willing to give him that, that opportunity to do that in center field. Um, so I, I feel like that, that there are pieces here in place on this team in the bullpen, certainly at the top of the rotation. I don't feel like this bullpen is any – I think this bullpen has some really nice arms. I think that bullpens across the league now, as we've seen in the playoffs, have really nice arms. I yeah. think the bullpen is – it's not a uh, – it's an area of some depth for the Rangers. Yeah. I would not say it's, it's a uh, – Lockdown? I would not say it's a lockdown bullpen. You no. certainly can't go into next year saying, well, it's a lockdown bullpen after the year that Jose LeClerc had. No, no, no. no. I wouldn't say that either. I'm just saying that the potential is there, though, for that. There's I, potential. But I, yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is – I'm not saying anything's locked down. With the with the the plethora of arms that are out there throwing 95-plus now yeah. all around the league, I don't think the Rangers stand out as special in any way compared to most other teams. I wouldn't say they were special. Right. I would say that they were certainly – Right, hanging right in there with most teams. They've done a good They're job. They're average, right? I mean, well, that's basically yeah. what we're saying. Well, sure. The, uh, yeah. But, I mean, five years ago, you'd have looked at all those arms and you'd have said, oh, my God, this is the second no, no, coming. No, no question. But now everybody's throwing 95. But I will say this. The one thing that John Daniels has shown an uh, ability to do is is to cobble together a bullpen. Yes, very much so. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I, look, I, I give them credit. Uh, they've. Not just on the bullpen. You look at you look at the Rangers free agency signings this year, and I was just I was going to try and do something this morning, uh, just kind of calculating this. It, it, it would be much more than a one morning kind of project, but especially you, for you, you could make the case that with Lance Lynn, um, Danny Santana, and Hunter Pence, the Rangers had the 
got the most bang from their free agent signings for the buck out of anybody in baseball. Right. Um, terrific, terrific signings. And and last year with the minor signing, a terrific signing too. Um, I think on, on that side, they've done some, they've, they've, they've done some good work. Let me ask you this in the Cy Young voting, which I don't have a vote in that. Um, in the Cy Young voting, where were, where will Miner and Lynn finish? Um, we're not supposed to release our ballots. Uh, well, don't tell me what you're saying. Just say, but, I, but one, I, I, I put one of them fifth, one and fifth them. is the, is you vote five spots. I believe it was uh, Keith Law that I read in his or somebody's uh, a national writer had those two guys in the top five. Yeah, it, you could potentially make a case for him at four and five, but I, I think that uh, if you go back, look, Cole and Verlander are going to be one and two, yeah. and Morton probably should be three. Yeah, um, and then you get into you know, does a guy like Eduardo Rodriguez with with nineteen wins, and you can say that wins don't matter um, that much anymore, but when you pile up nineteen wins and you're like leading the league in wins uh, or in the top two. It does matter. Um, there was somebody else that also, I believe, had some consideration in the American League. Uh, 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 Shane Bieber. Yeah. But the point is, is that you got two guys that people are saying they're Absolutely. they're certainly top ten uh, in the Cy Young voting. And when have the Rangers ever? I, I can't remember a time when they had two guys who finished in the Never. top ten. No. Well, I can't. I, I don't know about two in the top ten. I think there was one point where they might have had a starter in the middle and an actual reliever uh, at the bottom of the ten, but. Um, the, you know, this is an organization that's never won a Cy Young. Closest they've ever come was Darvish finishing second, and probably a distant second in, in 2013. Um, but th- these two guys have taken significant steps forward for the rotation. Again, to me, the stat, and we can, you know, we can chop up the 200 strikeout the, all we want, but for Lynn and Miner to both get 200 innings and 200 strikeouts, it's only the second time in the franchise's history they've had two guys right. each do that. Um, and the fact that the first time was 1990 when 200 innings were, were, was much more common. Right. You know, there were only eight guys in the American League this year that finished with 200 innings, uh, and the Rangers had 25% of them. So, um, and that all said, the Astros had. 25% also. So there's 50% right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So um, that, that's the issue, though, right? Is that we, we the, the Rangers toil in the in the long shadow of the Astros. Right now. I mean, and I, listen, but I, I, I feel like you'd feel pretty good about your chances to compete with the Astros on minor and Lynn days against Cole and Verlander. It'd be right. an uphill battle for the offense, no doubt. But I feel like you think you'd be com- competitive. Um, well, they were pretty good against Cole this year. They were early. They beat him early. Yeah, but nobody beat him late. No, I mean I think they. I think the, they've won their his last twenty starts. Is that right? Uh, I can't remember that stat. But the but the point is the point I want to finish on here is that there's no there's no reason for the Rangers to go into this season, uh, you know, with their hat in hand and say, well, we're just gonna. We're just going to try to gradually make this better. So y'all just be patient with us, and we're gonna we're gonna you know crawl along here. No, I, I, as I said before, I, I did write this. Whether I wrote seventy six or seventy eight wins, I did write that this they should bump the salary 
cap, they should bump the, the payroll fifty million. Now you're saying that that sounds more realistic than you did when I wrote that. No, no, no. I I I have never said fifty million. I've said I what I've heard is that they're probably going to go up about thirty million. Um, and I would endorse the idea of them forty million being willing to push it a little bit higher if need be. Yeah. So you're not. So you'll go forty, but not fifty. I don't. I I think. I mean. Listen, if you could go, let, let's say you could go get a first baseman, a third baseman, and a pitcher for, for $50 million, yeah, you'd have to consider it. I just don't, you know, I don't know that you, I, I don't even know at that rate that you're going to be able to do it. Um, to get it done or to, to $50 get, million? Yeah, and, and we're not factoring in that you're also going to have significant increases, <laughs> and this will excite the fan base for Rugnit Odor in, in salary. Um, you've got Gallo in, in, uh, cause, cause going from what, like eight million to 14, I think from nine to 13. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joey goes into arbitration. Um, Azar is in his second year of arbitration. Uh, so there are some significant jumps there. Um, and, uh, I think that it's only another million or two, but I mean, in, in terms of, uh, what, what happens with the clerk, but, there's another ten million that you got to account for. So even if you went to a fifty million dollar increase in in payroll, that's only forty million dollars that you could probably spend outside. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Anyway, I'm endorsing that. Well, uh, you've always, Kevin, you have always been a big endorser of spending other people's money. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: they haven't been spending any money. They've been sitting on it. Uh, and, and they've, you know, they haven't spent foolishly, uh, and they've been competitive and what they've done, uh, they're moving into a new ballpark, new revenue streams, time to spend a little money. I absolutely agree. And I, I mean, I, I think it's, they need to, they need to improve this club they're, They've got to, they've got to take steps to improve because they can't sit back. And I, I, I think your point is something we have harped on a little bit here over the second half of the season as we've seen the rise of this Astros club, particularly with now the, the most recent addition being Alvarez and then trading for Granke. Um, they cannot sit back and wait for the Astros to crumble. Mm -hmm. um, Rome's not falling anymore. No, it's so. not. It's not. Uh, they have to, if they're going to catch the Astros, it's going to be because they tracked them down. And to do that, right now, without a farm system, that is, you know, maybe Sam Huff is a is a player for you at catcher by the second half of the year, um, and maybe uh, by twenty one, if he moves fast, maybe Young is is in your picture at, at third base, and maybe some of these outfielders become pick, pick, uh, players for you in twenty one. Maybe Hans Kraus is twenty one, but that's that's when the farm system is going to start bubbling, and you can't then say, well, we're going to save all our money for 21 and then invest it. Mm -hmm. You've well, got to get better year over year. Because here's the other thing. Just because they get here doesn't mean they're going to be all-stars. Correct. You know, it's probably going to be two or three years before, or four years before they develop into who they're You know what, I, I, don't, I don't buy that one anymore. You know? Because here's, here's the deal on this is Jordan Alvarez – Take. Well, the point the point is is that yeah, other teams guys do that. So I mean, the range that's that's the standard. That's what yeah. the Rangers have to do. It's no more like 
oh, we break this guy in this year. He hits two fifty. That's that's not it. You got to hit the ground running, man. If you're going to be on a contending team, you got to hit the ground running. In two thousand nine, when they brought Elvis up and they weren't really a contender, you know, they just wanted him to get acclimated. And then in two thousand ten, they had more guys around him, and it was like, we don't need you to really hit. Just field your position. Um, no, the, now if you're going to come up here, you better contribute big time. Well, and I and I got to tell you, um, I don't know if any of those guys are going to be those kind of players that you're talking about because uh, because uh, there's there's more and more um, we got to get we got to get rolling here, but there's more and more uh, buzz about Huff being an above average big league catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly for the pop, because if you look now, I mean, the Rangers went out and signed a defensive catcher this year and and, and said, we're going to let Robbie Chirinos go because he doesn't do a great job as far as we're concerned on defensive metrics. <laughs> well, the Astros ran out and bought that real quick. And why? Because of the home runs. Because home runs and slugging right now, that's what dictates success. Right. And, and the Astros were just fine with it. And he seems to work okay with Justin Verlander. Verlander likes him. Yeah. Yeah. So – um. That, I think, was their big uh, – that was my biggest issue with the Rangers offseason was I just think letting Chirinos go was a mistake in, in a number of ways. Yeah. So, I think it's a great point. Um, talk about that other they, – they, Yeah, they, they, they can't afford to make those kinds of decisions again. Um, so let's get out of here, and uh, we're gonna actually going to talk about something we've never talked about on a college football podcast. Uh, sheep? Yes. Okay. Say goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.